We're only three nights and three matches into IPL 2020. But it feels like a lot has happened. And, and to be fair, a lot has happened. I'm Karthik Ayer. This is ESPN Quick Info Stump Mike. And we're recording this immediately after Royal Challengers Bangalore's victory over Sunrisers Hyderabad. It was yet another match in the three that we've had in the IPL this season so far that has gone to the final over. I am joined today, or tonight I should say, by Devayan Sen. Devayan, welcome to Stump Mike. Thanks, Karthik. And I'm also joined by a smiling Shashank Kishore. Hey, Karthik, good to be back. Good to be back. Okay, let, let's get right in. Let's get right into the game. And I want to start, yeah, Devayan, with you and with Sunrisers' misfortune or their series of misfortune that happened in this, in this encounter. Uh, they had Mitchell Marsh, who was injured early on in the first innings. That put their batting order all out of whack. There was Warner's wicket, which you could say was a bit unlucky. Then there was Priyam Garg's wicket. He tried to go for a scoop. He hit it against his own helmet and it ricocheted onto the stumps. Then there was the collision, of course, between Abhishek Sharma and Rashid Khan, which also led to another wicket. That was a run out. And it, it all just fell apart for Sunrisers, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, going into this match, one would have thought that they would probably be favourites, not least of all because of their uh, explosive top-order batting. And once they had bowled well enough to pull back from what uh, RCB looked like, they were probably on course for. They, I think they probably fell about 17 or 20 runs short of what they might have been at one stage. So, considering all of that, SRH had done a really good job of restricting them and they got a decent enough start. But you're right. I mean, there were those moments of misfortune. But for me, the real game-changer was Yuzvendra Chahal and his spell. And, you know, both wickets which fell, uh, Manish Pandey as well as Johnny Besto, they had not so much to do with luck. They were just poor shot selection in many ways. So, I, I mean, you can point, of course, to the absence of luck in certain cases for Sunrisers. But I think some credit must be given to RCB for the way that they hung in there. And some unsung heroes in that effort were Navdeep Saini, Shivam Dubey, who also, I thought, bowled a pretty handy spell uh, when he came on. Shanky, this is exactly the type of game RCB loses, no? What happened today? I think this was a get-out-of-jail win, if you can call it, uh, because uh, there was one point where they were cruising and 43 runs of uh, last five overs with eight wickets in hand. You expect the chasing team to win 99 out of 100 times. And... Uh, RCB found a way uh, found a way back from uh, such a situation, which they don't often do. So, uh, yeah, credit to them. Uh, I thought they got a little lucky in the sense, uh, I thought Kohli miscalculated a little by uh, bowling out Umesh Yadav, considering how expensive he was. His four overs went for 48, and I think Dubey bowled um, the right kind of pace and the uh, cutters on this uh, pitch. Uh, he got the ball to hold up a little, so... Uh, the batsman found him to uh, found him a little tough to uh, negotiate, uh, and Umesh just had the pace and just lacked direction. So uh, that one over uh, could have possibly cost them on another night, but uh, they were just a little lucky today uh, that uh, that miscalculation possibly uh, didn't come back to haunt them. So yeah, good uh, win in the end for them uh, and uh, ideal start to the campaign. Okay, so let's talk now, Shashank, about Devdat Padikal. Yeah, he was the talk of the town before before RCB even had played their first game. I remember you were on the Stump Mike uh, IPL 2020 preview and you had mentioned that Padikal is one to watch out for. He was extremely impressive and you being one of our go-to guys for anything and everything related to Karnataka cricket, tell us more about, about Padikal. Where is he from? He was 
the only thing i know is that he was the top scorer in both the 50 over vijay hazare trophy and the sayag mustaq ali t20 trophy last season yeah so devdat uh, padikal has been in the fringes of the under 19 uh, team uh, since 2017 uh, he didn't have a great first year of under 19 cricket for karnataka but uh, he fortunately found a window uh, into the uh, uh, selectors radar through the kpl which is the local t20 tournament here uh and uh, mike hessen happened to be one of the uh, commentators at the kpl and uh, he saw uh, devdat padikal batting and at that time padikal was batting in the middle order but uh, he 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 still found it uh, pretty easy to score runs uh, seamlessly uh, whether he'd walk in at 5 for 2 or 80 for 2 uh, his strike rate never really went below 150 so uh, he saw something in him and you know uh he passed that on to the um, rcb team uh, obviously at that time uh, mike hessen wasn't part of rcb uh, and the talent scouts at rcb signed him up uh two years ago uh, last year of course devdat padikal did not play a single game he warmed the bench uh but then he had a breakout domestic season uh, highest run getter as you said in the mushtaq ali t20s highest run getter in the vijay hazare he scored 1000 runs in uh, one month alone and uh, he struck them at 170 odd in the uh, t20s and karnataka won both the 50 over and the t20 competition so that really gave him a window uh, into the uh, uh, ranji trophy setup and he did pretty well there too about uh, 650 odd runs in the in the season which is not mind blowing by any stretch of imagination but it's not very poor either and karnataka made it to the semi finals as well for the third year in a row uh, and the fact that uh, the fact that uh, kl rahul and uh, mayank agarwal were away playing for india meant that he got a straight run of opportunities to you know present his case and um, there were a few tough wickets along the way as you know in the domestic circuit up north uh, you play on a you play on damp pitches uh, in the east some of the wickets are up and down in the west there's bounce and there's turn in the south uh, there are different wickets so there were a few challenging uh, challenging wickets and considering all that he did really well so um, you know when he came into the season this year uh, his performances were so good the body of work was so good that it would have been really difficult to drop someone like him he made himself um, uh, basically undroppable uh, the way he uh, pitched himself uh, coming into the season so Yeah, that's a little bit about uh, Devdat Padikkar. Uh, local talent, uh, something that RCB fans often cry out loud because they always uh, kind of feel that RCB have never uh, kind of backed local players and local talent. But uh, well, Devdat Padikkar is as local and as Karnataka as anyone can get. Uh, one person who was extremely impressed impressed with Padikkar today was Kevin Peterson on commentary. He was going gaga, especially when he attempted one of those uh, reverse sweeps. It didn't come off. It did not come off. But Kevin Peterson was pretty impressed. Deban, were you equally so? Yeah, it was uh, actually a pretty decent knock. Uh, it's a shame that he couldn't really kick on from where he started because he really started very rapidly and uh, took full toll of the power play. After that, you could see slight weakness in his game that he's probably not able to hit top gear once the field spreads a little bit. But uh, fair game to him. I mean, I, I don't think he thought too much about his own performance. He went for the team. He went for that slog, which led to his dismissal. Anything in his arc, you can see that he's pretty good at you know hitting through the line and going all across the dial, which is quite impressive. 
In fact, if you look at today's match, all along, there were quite a few good, uh, impressive little bursts and cameos by Indian players, which was good. Of course, Yuzvendra Chahal, Navdeep Saini, all these guys have India experience. You know what, Deban, it's it's interesting It's interesting that you mentioned the Indian talent because in our preview podcast, again, I think Nagraj was someone who said that one of the key faults with uh, Royal Challengers Bangalore is, of course, it's not their overseas talent. It is the fact that their Indian talent does not step up when you need them to. They have always, more often than not, flattered to receive. So today is a good sign moving forward in the tournament. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good sign for them. It's it's just the first match. And I'm sure, you know, Shashank will also elaborate on the fact that uh, the match did show up some of RCB's weaknesses. After that start they got, they should have kicked on for a higher score. Maybe a little muddled up with their batting order as well. Even in the bowling resources, some of the changes were a little perplexing. Uh, Washington Sundar not getting more than one over, maybe just because there were no left-handers out there in the middle, but then why pick him at all? So, certain things which they still need to fine-tune, but yes, uh, the Indian performances were quite impressive from both teams, I thought. Shashank, I'm sure you've heard of this mentor system that RCB have, and it is you pair someone up with a senior player, with a junior player. So, Padikal, of course, is paired up with India and RCB captain Virat Kohli. Josh Felipe, another young talent, is paired up with AB, AB de Villiers. It's it's interesting how it worked. Like Kohli, of course, didn't perform the way we know him to, but Parikal did, and De Villiers was was De Villiers. I think Josh probably sitting in the dressing room learned a lot watching AB play. I think for the first time in a long time, actually, um, we've seen some kind of organizational structure here at RCB, uh, in the sense that there's been a lot of purpose to their training. Uh, there's been a lot of focus on young Indian players. There has been a lot of focus on getting the players right, uh, getting their minds right. They've got a traveling psychologist. I think they're the only team that they've that has got a traveling psychologist. Uh, so they've realized the need to build uh, around their Indian players. Far too often in the past, they've just gone big on their overseas buys. They've been far too dependent on Kohli, Chris Gale, A.B. De Villiers, uh, and probably one or two bowlers. Uh, that by the time you you come to the second half of the season and they've lost about four or five games. It's almost like they're running on fumes. And uh, just being around the camp, looking at looking at them train, looking at uh, them at media sessions, looking at them at matches, you almost got the feeling that the young players were completely left out. And you, you got the feeling that they didn't really belong despite being there in the dressing room, being in the setup. Uh, so that's kind of changed or at least looks to have changed uh, this season. Uh, Shabazz Ahmed, the young uh, Bengal uh, all-rounder, uh, spoke about a couple of months ago about how Simon Katich, the head coach, had been in touch with him through lockdown. Uh, Navdeep Saini spoke about how he had been in touch with the physios, uh, Shankar Basu, who's worked with the Indian team during lockdown. So the support staff, the management has been in touch with players uh, through uh, the last four or five months. It's just not that they've turned up suddenly now at the IPL and are all expected to do well. So the fact that there has been a little bit of continuity, there has been focus, there has been purpose uh, under Hessen and Katic, I think that's good signs for RCB. It's not always something that you associate with them. But this year, things uh, look slightly different. There, there, there's one thing I observed and Devan, tell me if I'm if I'm nitpicking here, but Virat Kohli's wicket yeah, RCB are used to playing at, at the Chinnaswamy. This ball, when he hit it, I thought that's going for six. But I think Dubai is a bigger stadium where they were playing and it, and it was caught. Is that something 
I mean, players from the caliber of Kohli to everyone else will have to get used to. I think so, yes. Uh, the dimensions in UAE are quite different. Dubai and Abu Dhabi are much bigger grounds. Sharjah is actually a tiny, really tiny ground. So that was my first experience. I, I can just relate this little story. 2013, I was doing some ICC World T20 qualifiers. And my first reaction when I stepped into the commentary box at Sharjah was I looked up and I saw, so that's where Sachin hit it for six. It doesn't look all that far, you know. So it's it's actually a pretty tiny stadium compared to the other two, but uh, the other two are much bigger as squares. And the other factor is, if you notice, you know, across these last uh, 10 or 15 years, the Indian players have probably not had as much, as much exposure to the grounds in UAE as some of the international players, because India doesn't often tour that area. Uh, some of them would have been around for the 2014 IPL, where some matches were played in the first month over there in UAE. And last year or two years ago, I think they played the Asia Cup. So it's very limited exposure to these grounds, which is why it's very important that the support staff does its homework. The foreign players who've often been on overseas tours of Pakistan, uh, they have to chip in with their uh, you know inputs. And they have to guide both bowlers as well as fielders. You know, We've also seen over these first three days a lot of dropped catches, which I think I would attribute to this uh, factor as well. And let's not forget overall that, you know, everybody's coming back from six months of lockdowns, especially in the Indian setup. So for them to get into the rhythm of things will take some time. I thought Kohli uh, came in with a good attitude. He was looking to run hard. He was looking to take his singles quickly. And it's just one of those days where the first big shot that he attempted, he got dismissed off. So it probably looked a lot worse than it actually was. Yeah, I just in my head, I was like, this is a Chinnaswamy. Yeah? This is going into the crowd, like for sure. Uh, another interesting thing we noticed today, and we didn't know it was actually comedian Danish Seth who pointed it out on Twitter that, in fact, the ambient sound, all the ABD chants and the RCB chants are being played, Shashank, in the empty stadium as well. I mean, if, if you're De Villiers and if you're hearing your, 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 your name sung by what should be a crowd of 10, 15,000 and you turn around and there's nobody in the stadium, it's a bit eerie, isn't it? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, a lot of them thrive on it. We know Virat Kohli thrives on the energy of the crowd and the fan support at Chinnaswamy or whichever ground that he plays at in India. Although I would say that uh, he doesn't particularly enjoy uh, playing at the Wankhede during the IPL because he's been booed there a number of times and he's uh, gotten into squabbles with the fans. If I remember correctly, even Yuvraj Singh at one point was booed at the Wankhede and he, in the post-match presentation, he was he said this Mumbai crowd needs to realize first, that... I uh, think the very first IPL. The very first IPL. The <laughs> Mumbai crowd needs to realize we play for India as well. I think that's what his words were. I think Yuvraj did a jaunty roads that he ran into the stumps uh, to run out uh, Mumbai Indians batsmen and uh, won them the game. And uh, the entire Wankhede, which is the old Wankhede at that time, uh, and at that old Wankhede, you felt a lot closer to the action than you do at the current stadium. Uh, so, obviously, um, you know, the hostile Mumbai fans uh, really uh, uh, riled him up big time then. So, yeah, um, fan support has been huge in the IPL. It's, it's amazing to see how a lot of players who feed off uh, that kind of energy from the fans um, expect to turn up this time around with probably uh, empty seats or just those banners and uh, LED screens around to uh, manufacture sound, how they um, take this. Uh, it's all part of the new normal, as they say. And I think, uh, yeah, just like in anything else, uh, they'll probably get used to it if they haven't already. Yeah, okay. Let's go back to the match one last time, Divan. Uh, now, I want the final comment, but I have... When I was watching the game, it and again... I do not want to be the person who draws conclusions just based on one match. 
but neither of these two sides struck me as eventual champions i mean they both seem like the sides will be fighting for a playoff a playoff spot possibly am i am i completely off base here uh, i wouldn't say that i'll kind of agree with you at least in terms of what my pre tournament assessment of both these teams is because srh uh, i think srh just slightly shaded in terms of overall balance they didn't show it today but yeah you're right both teams didn't really hit the straps fully yet so let's see i mean they they still have some weaknesses to work on but i think it's too early to call in terms of you know playoff spots because a lot of uh, things will depend on how teams are able to adapt to these conditions because if you recall the 2014 ipl it was kings 11 punjab over top of the table they were i think 5 and 5 in games played in the uae so uh, just the new newness of this whole competition the fact that all these a lot of these players are coming back to competitive cricket after 6 months that will make it a lot more open as a contest and that's why we've had three quite close matches so far yeah yeah and about about srh as well shanky it was a surprise uh, that michel march played not so much of a surprise if you listen to this podcast because both gorov and naga on a preview pod predicted it simply because of the coaching staff that uh, that srh have that michel march would play now we don't like to see any player get injured and it, it, he he did struggle when he came out to bat as well he was helped off the field after after he got out but now this gives an opportunity for srh to bring in either nabi or fabian allen right into the 11 absolutely uh, i i hope nabi will be the second uh, pick uh, if they've got to go for someone immediately and if michel marsh is ruled out uh, he's had a fabulous cpl season he's been playing cricket regularly he's played a lot of cricket on these b- wickets uh, not just in the uae but he's also bowled a lot on similar wickets uh, in greater noida where uh, afghanistan have played a few games which is their adopted home uh, in india so he's got a lot of experience uh, and uh, i don't see any reason why he can't be a useful uh, proposition on these kind of wickets because he will get that purchase he gets the ball to dip and turn uh, and he'll always cause trouble as the tournament progresses because you expect the surfaces to kind of slow down Okay so we leave the Royal Challengers victory over SRH here but before we let you to go Deban we have to have a word about yesterday night's game the match that is already a contender for match of the season match of IPL 2020 it was a tied game at the end between Delhi Capitals and Kings 11 Punjab and Delhi Capitals went on to comprehensively win the super over courtesy KG Rabada now in the match in itself Kings 11 were chasing a target of 158 and there was a point towards the end of the match where umpire nitin menon he may have again because the replays aren't as conclusive it could go here or there may have erroneously called a short run which meant that the match ended up being tied and uh, in the end kings 11 would lose the super over again the, the the reaction to this something does not does not feel too right to me i mean to to blame the umpires solely for kings 11's defeat simply because When Mayank and Chris Jordan were at the crease, Kings Eleven needed one run in I think three balls were remaining, and Stoinis was bowling. It was one dot, and then they lost two wickets. Surely, I mean the the amount of uh, criticism that's been uh, given to Nitin Menon is is slightly uncalled for, especially when you have people associated with the franchise making certain comments. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure those comments wouldn't have come if Kings Eleven Punjab had gone on to win, which, in all probability, you know, most days they would have done. Because out of three balls, if you are not able to put away for one run or do just about something different, 
uh, full credit to Delhi Capitals for the way that they hung in there and eventually won the Super Over quite comprehensively, as you said. But yeah, I mean, these are minute line calls, which umpires normally don't tend to get wrong. And even looking at the replays, it was very, very tough. It, it was actually probably just a marginal decision, maybe in favor of the batsman, but, you know, the umpire, on-field umpire doesn't have the benefit of looking at us, you know, freeze frame the way that we, we all have done through social media. So all of that must be kept in context. However, whether it opens up a debate about how much the ambit of the TV umpire should be, how much technology can be you know, used to aid the umpires in eliminating any errors, that is something which should be opened up probably and you know, seen what, what is the most workable solution. Because if you're already incorporating it into front foot no balls, then maybe uh, it can be included in some other field as well. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but again, I, I think uh, at this level, especially with uh, a lot riding on these matches and uh, a lot riding for these teams. Uh, calls like these could very well affect um, affect the outcome of the game, as we saw. Yes, you can argue that Kings Eleven still could have won it with one uh, run to win of three balls. Uh, but then, um, when you look at the overall uh, scenario, yes, the end result is they've lost two points, and this two points, as uh, the CEO said, could well cost them a playoff spot. Last year, you saw uh, Mumbai Indians uh, winning a game against Royal Challengers Bangalore at the Chinnaswamy off the last ball. And uh, the entire stadium uh, saw on the giant screen that Jaspreet Bumrah had overstepped. and uh, But they couldn't do anything about it. Because of instances like these, you need to uh, you know, have technology intervene. When you have a third umpire sitting in the box, you can't be rigid and just say, we'll only check if there is a wicket that's falling or if there is a boundary that needs to be looked at or if it's a catch at the boundary that needs to be looked at. Um, clearly, everyone had enough time on their hands. Uh, the batsman turned around for the second. The entire replay was played on the giant screen. Uh, so so when, you have, when you've had so much time to look at it, uh, surely uh, all it needed was the third umpire to get on a walkie-talkie with the main umpire and say maybe the batsman dragged his bat inside the crease and he had turned. So it is not one shot. So you have to award them the run. It's as simple as that. I'll give that to you. I would love to hear more of those sirens that are playing every time <laughs> that th- 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 there is a no ball. I mean, we saw it today, and I would I would love to hear more of that on the cricket field. Uh, let's let's go back to the match in in itself, Deva, and yesterday's yesterday's game. Kagiso Rabada. I mean, he is he is world one of world's cricket's best fast bowlers currently. That goes without saying. This is the second time he's doing it in the IPL in a super over. I mean, he could be the difference between Delhi Capitals reaching that playoff spot and not. Yeah, in fact, he was. I mean, he was the difference probably last year as well. One of the big difference makers for them. And uh, I I think yesterday, perhaps even today, I think there was a little bit of dew. So let's not forget that factor, which also was going against the Delhi Capitals bowling when they were defending that total. And his control was superb. The way that he, you know, we saw today Navdeep Saini try a couple of short balls, one which he overcooked and it just went down the leg side and went for five whites. But uh, Kagiso Rabada and his, uh, you know, control over his short balls, over his Yorkers, it's just phenomenal. And he's got a terrific cricket brain, which is what impresses everybody, I, I suppose, the most. The, the fact that he's always, you know, thinking a little far ahead of the batsman. And he's able to preempt what most of the batsmen do. So that that came to the fore. But yeah, I mean, yesterday was also about uh, Marcus Toynis. What a, you know, performance. I think, uh, I wish, or rather, I hope he had, you know, ticked off a lottery ticket before he went into the play yesterday. Because almost everything he touched uh, turned to gold. 
and just a little funny story to add to that you know i come from delhi so i have this uh, whatsapp group of uh, you know boys from my school all of whom are delhi supporters you know planted in different parts of the world so there were lots of cuss words which were flying around yesterday through most of the match and many of them rather uncharitable ones for uh, shreya sayer and i kept telling the guys that look guys you know keep the faith for one thing it's just the first game and secondly it's not over till it's over so in the end all of them were like oh you know you've got the right prediction i just said that's the nature of t20 you know things can change in an over and that's how it turned out to be but yeah i mean in all likelihood kings 11 punjab will just look back and think how did we end up losing this one yeah yeah and that that happens in t20s although i don't get the shreyas iyer part i thought he was <laughs> fairly good in in almost everything that he did yesterday shashank the one thing though and and it got me thinking there i think delhi will now look to find ajinkya rahane a place in in their batting order i'm sure he'll come into the picture as the tournament uh, moves forward especially on slower surfaces he'll definitely be an asset because he uh, nudges the ball into the gaps he's pretty calculative when it comes to playing spin he uses his feet well has got a good back foot game plays the pull shot well so he's got all the um, all the uh, necessary uh, uh, requirements to succeed in the format uh, it's just that he's been a little unlucky and uh, impressions and uh, perceptions have been formed about him being suited to the longer format than t20 uh, so uh, the very fact that he's he doesn't have the captaincy to think about can just free him up so i'm sure whenever he gets an opportunity this season uh, he'll be ready for it and i'll just add to that uh, exactly what shashank said i think uh, because we are only playing at three venues uh, we are seeing that uh, there's a lot of grass being left on the pitch for these early few matches so we are seeing a little bit more aid for the seamers teams are you know uh, sort of packing their teams with more of uh, seam attacks and the odd spinner I think the role for spinners as well as players who play spin well will come into play, but in the latter half of the tournament, maybe the second part of the league phases and the knockouts. So that's where uh, some of these players will really be invaluable. And yeah, I mean teams have to use them smartly. They've got to give them some game in between as well, just to try and keep everybody fresh and also keep some of these players in match fitness. So yeah, lots of intriguing uh, you know tactical battles also coming up in the month ahead. I think in all fairness, uh, Delhi actually. went all out to secure uh, rahane services uh, looking at the fact that they'll be playing on some of the tired kotla wickets in uh, the month of april may uh, as it turned out you know they they're playing on fresh wickets here and as they buy and said uh, more than usual grass for a t20 game because you don't want the surfaces wearing out two weeks into the tournament because this is uh, longer than usual ipl because we're going to have a lot of single headers and uh, not enough double headers to make up for time so um, as we go along i'm sure the sharjah or the abu dhabi wicket may well resemble a kotla wicket uh, and uh, the only thing that will be different to the kotla would probably be the ground dimensions uh, in dubai and abu dhabi uh, huge outfields so um, there'll be that much more focus on uh, um, people who can work the ball into the gaps rather than just look to hit fours and sixes uh, and that's where rahane will play a huge role so i see him playing uh, a big role for delhi uh, as the season goes on Yeah this tournament could not have had a better start a better weekend and Monday three games in and we have had so much to talk about we still have to see Rajasthan Royals and Kolkata Knight Riders of course Shashank and Devan thank you so much for joining us on Stump Mike we will be back we will be back on most match days of the IPL see you next time